Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Oh, okay. I had no idea Kyle was so strict. <laughs> no, you're done with system. We're done, we got a system now. Are we you're recording? Yeah. Okay. And now we are. All right. Sure. Wow. It's happening. <laughs> that was right scary. Now. I saw a scary Kyle right there. Well, when Kyle well, is like the father of three. Wasting the precious time. The, 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 the precious content. riffing. Not, gone. This, this is not precious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ain't it the truth? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and then, um, oh, I, I just when, remember two things. When you, okay. okay. When are you going to New York? I'm going to New York on Wednesday. Okay. But I'm not going, I'm going to Rochester, New York on Ugh. Wednesday. And I'm day of getting there, opening for, for Brian. Yeah. And then next day, somehow, I forget, I think it's a tiny airport to tiny airport yeah. to New Hampshire. Yeah. With Maria. And then a tiny airport to New York City for Carnegie. Dude, that is a fucking amazing week. Yeah, and then uh, and that's not even the weekend yet, right? No, no it's not. Wednesday, it's, Thursday, Friday. It's uh, no Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday's at Carnegie, right? No, Saturday's in Philly. God dang, Phil, uh, Carnegie's on Friday. On Friday? Oh, yeah. I couldn't have seen you on Friday then. You could not because I thought it was Saturday. Well, maybe it is. Uh, what am you I? might want to check your Carnegie Hall date. <laughs> uh, wait, let me check my Carnegie Hall date, you guys. If you and, took spots, uh, you're going to have to cancel Carnegie Hall. I took. I, took I, I wish I had that kind of power. <laughs> wish I had that kind of power. Here we go. On the eighth, I am in Rochester with Brian Regan. On the ninth, I am. Oh no, no, no! I'm going in the day early. Oh, good. I will sleep on the on the on the eighth. Okay. And then on the ninth, there's a Tess Rafferty fundraiser on the eighth. Remember, she's. I uh, thought that was affected. on the twelfth. On the eighth, she's affecting change. The one year anniversary of the election. Maybe it's just a party. Okay, but there's it's a big party. march on the twelfth or something. Oh, there's which a march I'm not on the twelfth because we, we'll we're both, both be flying in home in New York. Day. Yeah. yeah. So Thursday, Rochester, New York. Friday, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Saturday, Carnegie Hall. There we wow. go. Wow. Uh, so Sunday, then I did fuck you over. Yeah, then okay. you fucked me over. Right. But uh, guess what? Lisa Curry wants to go. Good. Yeah. All and right. uh, and the Fillmore in Philly. Fun I'm fact, so- I was going to talk to her for the podcast. She can't go. She thought it was this weekend. She thought it was this weekend. Yeah. And now she can't go because she picked up sets. Uh, you know what? This is admirable. <laughs> this, is how, this is how it ought to be. My favorite thing that happened this you week. Can't, you can't depend on comics. First you of all, you got two things. Stop going to weddings and stop depending on comics. Okay? We're fucking spot whores and you can't trust us. Okay, I have this to say. I have two things to say about not depending on comics. First of all, an upcoming episode of The Dork Forest, yeah. my other fucking podcast, yeah. is uh, with this woman named Jen Briney, mm-hmm. Jennifer Briney. And she is from San Francisco. I did not know this. She flew down from San Francisco to be on The Dork Forest. Oh, whoa. I was like, tell me you use points. You get two <laughs> free t-shirts. Live it up, lady. I was like, holy crap. And she's she has a podcast called Congressional Dish. 
You have to be on her okay. live podcast. Yawn. She, dude, I yawn. I'm a yawner. I'm right not into bored. the mic. I'm a though. yawner. Sorry, it stuck up on me. It, it, I guess it. I get four hours of sleep a night. I'm depressed. Please. All right. Well, you have to stop reading so much of the news and just uh, fight the fight in front of you. Anyway, so but the congressional <laughs> d- allow me to put like some huge task upon you if you could let go. And let God. And the end what? of democracy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, so. Oh, no. She's already killed herself I've killed myself before minute <laughs> Five one. Five minutes in. And so here's what happened, though. So Congressional Dish, this woman is her dorkdom. Yeah. Is C-SPAN 3. Mm. Not one or two, sure. which come with basic cable. Three. Three, which is all the hearings. Oh, interesting. And she follows the hearings like she's watching a nighttime drama. Like it's Nashville, like it's Dynasty, like it's some other thing that's probably more popular than either of those two things. You haven't watched TV in a long time, Long right? time, long time. <laughs> There's been some issues. Uh, but, yeah. uh, so she was telling me that, because she, she watches so many hearings and she knows these people like people. She's like, Paul Ryan is a nightmare politically, but I know him as a person. Because mm-hmm. he w- comes in and I hear him t- see her him talking. Yeah. To other people like people. And I'm like, oh, don't give him humanity. That's wrong. Anyway, so. He's a nice guy. Uh, she said he's super Jesus-y. Mm. But it makes him really supportive of the person in front of him. But just really gross to and the people he's also all got around. The, Ju- the Judas side. Yeah, he stabs them in the back as he, soon as they turn around. Yeah, he might be that guy for sure. But he was saying that Al, she was saying that Al Franken uh, isn't funny enough. And that all of Congress is bought. Like, completely bought and paid for. And I'm like, not Kamala Harris, mm, even though I know. And she is. Cause, and she said that's because that's the universe that these people live in. They, they think it's they the price to pay to, yeah. to get into Congress. And you try to fight within that system. Anyway, it's a fascinating episode, upcoming blah, blah. Okay. But here's a scoop. She was like, comics have to run for office because they're not bribable. What? I, I, I canceled watching you at Carnegie Hall for a $35 spot. What do you mean we're not bribable? No one is more bribable than stand-up comics. <laughs> we roll over for nachos and two drink tickets. I, I was like, are you kidding? And then she kind of explained it. She said, yeah. here's the thing. I don't think you'd be bribable when it comes to legislation. What you get out of it, what all comics would get out of running for the House and Senate is C-SPAN, uh, one, two, and three. Everyone gets two minutes every day. Hmm. Every day you get a two minute set and you can work it into a five minute set. And there's and and some guy gets an hour every fucking day. I would love to to question some of these people. I'd love to question Carter Page or George Papadopoulos. Oh, that would be that would be awesome. I mean, Al Franken is the one that caught Jeff Sessions in a lie, which triggered all of this stuff happening with Russia. Well, it's amazing. Then that's, I mean, the so, but I mean, just, to, I mean, because I... Mean I investigation. Well, yeah, and I wrote a, a sitcom premise uh, for Comedy Central that they didn't like about uh, a comic being president, and get this, it was Pardo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where Pardo was president, yes. and he appointed all comics in his cabinet. Oh, my God. And every episode has two main uh, plot points. One is... Everyone fighting to be the press, to get on the press secretary bank so yeah. that they can get some stage time. And the second one is like, let there, is there going to be a press conference? Because I, I got something to do. I got, I got a new five minutes to work out about, I don't know, the DNR, uh, yeah. Department of Natural Resources. And, um, and then the second one was that every week there was a new scandal. 
Um, there was some new scandal from uh, fr- from the road. I, I'm going to pick up that series. Please pick up that series. Am I now? Okay, so that's the first one. The second reason that you can't trust comics, mm-hmm. because comics will always be comics, is I was discussing the sex scandal stuff. I did this. Which um, one? Which the, Weinstein? Mm-hmm. Toback? As a as a whole, okay. As a and and this very nice comic, yeah. Um, I could probably say, I could probably probably say his name, but do you know him? Um, I can't read your writing. Oh, oh wait, he's uh, he's married to Jamie Lee. Anyway, oh, his name dude. is Dan Black. <laughs> anyway, do some research, everyone. Uh, it's Dan Black. He's okay. a very funny comic. He's a genuinely funny comic. He's also going to be on an upcoming episode of The Dark Force. Okay, anyway. but you wrote Drew Blake. I just want the world to know. <laughs> I wrote Dan Blake. Uh, Black. I wrote Dan Black. Didn't I write Dan Not Black? in my language. All right, Dan Blake. Okay. Well, uh, let's, let's talk about Dave Blake. And Dave Blake uh, uh, said the funniest thing. And mm-hmm. it was he was just talking about how... He had never realized the extent of the uh, sexism, which, of course, if you there's not a woman in the world who hasn't realized the, the extent of sexism in the world. But what, what do you mean there's not a woman in the world who hasn't realized? Well, the thing I, I, I don't I don't know any women who are surprised. No, not surprised. No, you're right. You but I do think women have become so uh, dulled to it that uh, that we are surprised sometimes. We're like, surprised that's something that sexism instead of like. Oh, you know, you're surprised that it's not your fault. You know, like you, you're oh, so, so used to blaming that yourself. Well, that there's you're... a surprise to the response to it. Yes, right. Well, that's a separate thing too. But I, right. I just mean like that. Uh, you know, where people now are going, oh, that that's date rape. And before, like twenty years ago, you're like, oh, I got drunk. I shouldn't have done that. You know, and you, you didn't say no, but I was fault. just like, okay, right, right. Fine. And now we're like, oh no, that's that's that has a name. That's an action. <laughs> that's actionable. Yes. You know, you can call the police about that. And right. So yeah. Okay. So and they won't believe you. But in other <laughs> news, uh, the uh, the um, but why, get to your point. My point is that. Uh, <laughs> well, if you'd stop interrupting me. Wait a minute. I'm you for a second. Um, the what he said was. He said, you know, I've never been that guy. And then there was this pause and he goes, not that I'm a hero for not being that guy. <laughs> and I was like, nope, not a hero for that. There's so a- it was interesting. And he was the second guy to say that to me. Uh, just go yeah. to actually say, I'm not that guy. Is that guy the alpha guy? Was I supposed to be that guy? And then he said the funniest comic thing after what he said that was comic related was afterwards. He said, sometimes I think, well, would I get more work if I were that guy? Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> oh, of course. Yes. First of all, probably You'll, you're going to get an agent. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, you're right. right. You're going to get a lot more unfortunate. Um, I, I some comic a comic brought it up to me a couple nights ago, and it was sort of that dense kind of. Uh, I can't believe it, and you know. But the thing is, is how do you know when you're flirting with somebody at a party? And I was like, okay. You're t- there's no parties here. There's no there's parties no... at NPR where the <laughs> right. news director You're at is. Work. There's no parties at Mother Jones where. Did that? Did you hear? Read about David Corn? No. no. Oh my! I'm like, no! Come on! Is it sad when it's some lefty dude? Yeah, he's such a great reporter is he a vegan? too. Yeah. Um, he's. I don't know if he's a vegan, and I think that's a joke question, Jackie. This is a serious topic. I'm going to interrupt you throughout the whole thing. <laughs> oh, you don't have to tell me that. I expect that when I walk up the stairs to this podcast. I'm so glad we I scheduled it, by myself. the way, at 6.30 on a Friday night. I have a plane. Of... I have to get on a plane. 
I'm flying to New York tonight. I have a oh, 10 p.m. flight. All right. Yeah. I told you that last week, but that's okay. That's fine. You don't have to remember. We might as well be in a relationship. I didn't remember <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah. The guy so, from Mother Jones made you sad. Oh, yeah. It's just, it, but it's, it never, like, every time some, some guy's worried about a potential flirting situation, you're never describing what is actually happening at workplaces to yeah. these women, yeah. you know? So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. If you are in a social situation, even a bar. Yeah. A, if a woman is out at a bar, if a man is out at a bar, they're looking to socialize. You can try to flirt. Try not to be gross about it. Mm-hmm. And you will know if you're gross about it. You're an adult human. Yeah, and then, you know, if you're a, if you're a Harvey Weinstein, you've already been schooled by HR on how to act, okay? If you're, that, if you're on that <laughs> level, right? Even if you work at Kinko's, yes. you've been yeah, schooled yeah, yeah. by HR. You know, yeah. So don't worry about flirting, you know? Just, yeah. pay, just fucking pay attention to cues, and if you're not getting any action from this person, move on. Right, right. You're a comic. For God's sakes, half the audience wants to fuck you if you have two good dick jokes. (laughs) Right. And you're used to running the audience. If you can read an audience, you should be able to read an adult woman who you're talking to at a party. Right. Now, I think we know a few comics that can't read the audience. That's And think they're killing and they're not. Right. But uh, uh, that isn't crowd work. You're actually just berating people. Stop it. <laughs> oh, my God. Last night I saw I saw a comic. Uh, I did three sets this week and uh, very pleased to not do any of the jokes that I've been working on for Good. a few weeks. Oh, you mean no new stuff or did you just... I did all new the, stuff. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. It, was all, it was none of the stuff that I had to do for Too Dope or anything else. Yeah. So. It's out. It's done. It's out of your head. It's out of my head. Um, I know. Now I, I can worry about the Tourette syndrome that I'm worried about <laughs> when I stand in front of uh, a nine-year-old at Carnegie Hall, who's um, come to see uh, Brian Regan. Yeah, yeah, that could happen. I fear the Tourette's, even though it's not happened because my brain's attached to my mouth. Yeah, you have enough control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, every comic on earth is secretly hoping you accidentally <laughs> say the c-word at a Brian Regan show. Cock. We just, we just, That's the c-word. Cock. We just need the. We need to talk about it. Just hear what happened to Jackie. Oh my god! <laughs> it's how she stopped working with Brian. Um, how she stopped working. <laughs> no, are you kidding? I started getting even more work, but I'm, I'm opening it up for Ari Shafir everywhere. And uh, so, but the uh, I did an Indian casino one time in Northern Michigan. Native and the, American casino. Uh, well, they call it an Indian casino, oh, and okay. the world calls it an Indian casino. So, uh, they're Native Americans, and they own Indian casinos. Right. Is that something? Yeah. Anyway, so they. Uh, the the booker or the the manager of the room the room manager when I got there yeah. said okay you uh, you're not supposed to swear just the big ones though the two f uh, f word the two c words <laughs> and true. I looked at my friend Darlene Westgore and we were like ah. I said what's the other c word besides cunt and the guy goes do I have to s-? and I was like yeah I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about and he goes are you plant and I was like no I and he said cock and I was like Oh, I never say cock, so it's hardly an issue. Wow. Even when there's a cock in my hand, I don't say <laughs> cock. Well. And I've brought us all full you know, circle. Yeah. I want my plane to take off right now. <laughs> do you also, do you feel like I should call HR? The podcasting <laughs> HR. Should. I am. Um, I'm going to fly first class tonight. 
by Shot the way. it. Yes. Why? Because um, it's a gig because of WGA, We're going to right? the Apollo. Conan does, we're doing a week of shows at the Apollo. Right. And uh, part of being in a union, uh-huh. the, the union says if you're flying a writer, they have to be uh, business, at least business class. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I might There's be business. power in the but union, I think I'm first. Guys. Yeah. There's power in the union. Yeah. So, uh, like, when we flew to um, Kuwait, mm-hmm. or excuse me, uh, Omar, no, no uh, e- Yemen. Bahrain. It begins with a D, Dubai. 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 We flew business <laughs> on um, uh, Emirates. Sweet. Amazing. So, oh, like, it's... Uh, did they massage your feet? I want them to massage my feet. No, they I'm... didn't. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean to ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> You just made it. It's it's been it's been marked in my brain as the best experience of my life, and you mm-hmm. just degraded it with your foot massage request. Oh. Um, I uh, so yeah, I'm blank first class tonight. That's awesome. Yeah, on a red eye. On a red. I, eye. And I realized I didn't have to. Like I'm so used to taking the JetBlue red eye mm-hmm. that I automatically sign. You know, just said put me on the red eye, and then I realized I could have flown like a normal person. But you know what? I can sleep. Like I can really sleep on this plane tonight. Yeah, because it'll be a flat bed. Yeah. It should be anyway. Is oh, it JetBlue still? God, no, it's American. Oh, weird. I know. I would like to hear. <laughs> I would like to hear what American first class is like, especially since the NAACP has issued a warning to African Americans not to fly American because they treat black people so badly. Really? Yes, that happened this week. Yep. It has been a hell of a week. It's hard to keep up, folks. Hard to keep up. Pence is in, in inducing us into the Handmaid's Tale, and mm. it's going to be amazing. Anyway. My um, joke worked the first time I tried it. What joke? <laughs> I have this uh, this new joke about uh, empathy, and I fucking stuck the landing. You ever do a joke one yeah, how, time? Did you? How did you find out about empathy? Did you research it? <laughs> <laughs> Let the ball busting begin. <laughs> the research into empathy. I will say this: Did I tell you this that my that I that I actually had to go meet somebody? Yeah. For co- somebody, another comic asked, and I, I thought I told you this. I. Uh, Comic asked me, she said she was having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Uh, would I meet her for coffee? Mm-hmm. And I was like, of course. And then mm-hmm. I called my sister, who I already love. Yeah. And uh, I said, I'm going to have to be compassionate and sympathetic in a minute. I thought I'd call someone to warm up that I already like. <laughs> and try it out? Yes. Did and- you try out some lines? <laughs> I'm so sorry. That sounds tough. Facial expressions. We, were, <laughs> we weren't FaceTiming. But Darla was hilarious, and she goes... After she stopped laughing, she said, couple of things, couple of things. First of all, you're better at it than you think. And second of all, everyone was raised poorly. And so no one has any expectations for sympathy and compassion. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be fine. And I thought that was the funniest line. She was like, everyone was raised poorly. Nobody has any expectations. And then I had the meeting, the coffee with uh, the lady who was a comic who was in a bummer place. And uh, I did good. Cool. So so I have empathy. And my empathy joke... uh, Stuck the landing the first time I tried it. Died a horrible death the second time I tried what it. What the fuck? I, why does that always happen? I, I don't hate know. that. Especially because I fall for it every time. Did you? I, felt, I know you're like, oh, it's gold. It's gold. It's done. JP, I want to do Conan tomorrow <laughs> and open with this joke. I just tried it once. Because it's amazing. And then. I can't bah, imagine bah. it never working. Right. And then the third time it worked almost. Did you record it the first time? I've recorded none of them. Like the fool oh, that I you am. You have said it perfectly the first time. I know you it. know what? Though I, I always believe it's sort of the energy of the joke and the excitement and behind it. Yeah. And then the second time you have to try it without. You can't manufacture a new joke energy. So now you have to. It has to live on its own. 
and then then it needs some work. That's where the writing comes in. It yep. rarely transfers over the next time. It's true. That is true. Manufacturing new joke energy, right there. <laughs> that is. Uh, you can't do it. I know people who've made careers out of that asshole move. You can't <laughs> do it. And you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about the clown and the clarinet lady. You know what? what I'm talking about. No, I don't. <laughs> He's a clown. He's silent. His wife plays the clarinet. And every night, and I don't know if they're, they're still doing it. They're stand-ups. They work, uh, they work uh, B&C rooms. Here in and Los Angeles? Nope, nope, on the Where? road. They're okay. hardcore road, middle, uh, Midwest and South. Wow. They have an RV. It's, no, it's that life. That's so brutal. It's a life, man. Oh, my and, God. Uh, and they... The first time I saw their act, there's a, a fuck up in the middle of it. Yeah. And I laughed so hard because they manufactured new joke energy. Oh, I know second... somebody who does that. Yeah, you, you got a person. Oh, yeah, I do. They, who, they laugh at all their own jokes that they, and they, as if they'd never heard them before. Oh, you right. Know. Yes. Right. Yes. And the audience falls for it. The audience thinks the audience thinks that it's, we're making it up on the on the fly yes. anyway. So this is. He breaks at the same exact place on. I, I've seen it a million times that it, it enrages me because the audience. Because <laughs> it I'm is like, enraging. You're, you're if you not see it more than what once, you think you're seeing. You think you're seeing improvisation, and you're not. Right. At least I don't pretend like I'm coming up with sh- the shit off the top of my head. Okay. Right. right. Yeah. This is not. Yeah. That. That's what made me. I can't even remember their. Someone else remembers their name, and it doesn't matter. But yeah. the. Um, because they're nice enough people. It's very effective. I mean, yeah, they're, the person I'm talking about is very nice. It's very effective. Yeah. And it works. And it, it works and in clubs. and but I, Clubs I and colleges come, all over the world. Yes, totally. <laughs> but if you come back and see that person again, you're like, wait a minute. I'm going to oh stab you in your sleep. <laughs> right. The At second least, time I saw them yeah. do, the, do the break and, and then they, they broke into laughter and they played this thing. I was like... Oh, you sons of bitches. I was just, I felt genuinely betrayed, betrayed because of that timing, because of how well they had rehearsed that uh, manufactured new joke energy. Who who did a, uh, not not this exactly, but something that I realized later was genius, and I didn't know it at the time because I was so new, I was too new. Mm -hmm. Judy Gold was at uh, a NACA. NACA's like um, this college audition thing where you ha- you get to do 15 minutes in front of college kids, and it's an audition to get I did a fucking the speed dating house worth of, of jokes. Like you can you would be able to buy a house if you get a ton of NACA dates in a year. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, now, we but, could wait, talk let me just tell about that. Okay, tell you. So, so I had never done one. Is is a national? I, my first one was a national, me too. which is a huge, huge problem. Where was it? Um, yeah, Boston. Yeah, me too. Really? Yeah. yeah. Was this when? Like six 90- years ago? Oh, okay. Well, was- maybe it was sixteen years ago. Ninety-eight or something. Yeah, it was early. It, that was the same when I was at. Did you get any work from it? I got two or three dates. I got nothing. It cost me like twelve hundred dollars, and I didn't have twelve hundred dollars. Because you you have to pay. It is the biggest scam. Oh yeah. Unless you were in. Okay, you know? so let me just and do finish the, Judy the story. Thing. So Judy, maybe you saw this. Did you see Judy perform? I didn't get to see anybody. Okay, so I, she, you're supposed to do fifteen, and she gets up and 
I, I'm just going to make up the number, but she get the mm-hmm. she got right. the light at 12. Okay. And she's like, wait a minute. I'm supposed to get off now? And she made the crowd go, no, let her up. And she she did three more minutes, and she got off at 15. Yep. But the kids thought that she was like this badass who, oh, you know. Who fought the system. Yeah, fought the man. Guess what? I hope she got cleaned like. cleaned up. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. You know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. Because the NACA system is such a, a screwed system. Yeah. Of because it's owned privately, it's like the clear system at the fucking airport. Oh, really? It is. It, it is not. It is an organization that cr- is created separately. But it has the word "national" in it. How oh, could yeah, that it be does. private? How could that be private? I thought owned? that was a government federal <laughs> agency. A, of it's comedy, a of federal agency gigs. word. Yes, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a government word. National, and but they and the and. It's such a scam. Mm-hmm. And even if you have a good agent and this very nice uh, agency, which I can't remember the name of, we're like, we're going to be your agents. We're going to get you in. We're going to get you into national. Come up with because they only watch the first 20 seconds of the tape yeah. to get into NACA yeah. nationals. And then you do NACA nationals. Yeah, and then and you, you might get 15 work. has to be squeaky clean. It has to be clean in a way college kids get. That's why a lot of dumb, goofy acts can do really well. I mean, mm-hmm. Carrot Top was the is the one who's done the best ever in the history of the world. Right. And by the way, Car- the rest of Carrot Top's act is not goofy and dumb. It's got, he's got really good jokes. Okay. In a all right, I get it. You've we're, got some dates with Carrot Top. I, I'm it. opening for Carrot Top and Carnegie Hall next year, <laughs> you guys. And uh, the uh, we're doing Dubai. The, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's it's so geared toward that. Yeah. And I, by the way, did not get a 15 minute slot. I got uh, four six minute slots. Really? In a speed dating thing. No, it never worked again, and I never <laughs> got any work out of it. And it was I might as well have lit twelve hundred dollars on fire. You know, I remember, okay, and my agency was called Spotlight. Now, okay. they, <laughs> they're in show business, I bet. Hold on. <laughs> the original Spotlight declared bankruptcy. So what did this guy do? He bought the name Spotlight, the good name of Spotlight, that declared bankruptcy and reopened <laughs> under the name Spotlight. And he, he, no one knew what they were doing at all. And then so, so after you do your set at NACA, then you go to this booth and you just sit there like um, – you know, like a goldfish in a bowl, hoping somebody comes over yep. to to go. Hey, we want to work you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you like. I re- do, you, do you remember Renee Hicks? Yeah, I freaking love. I she opened for Renee. Was so funny. She should be a comic of the week one. I don't know where she is now. Uh, she, uh, she was one of the first people I ever like. I I featured for her at a at a um, like some sort of like hobby comedy club. Yeah. Uh, Bar, yeah, um, in Milwaukee, over by the airport. It was the only place in Wisconsin that would really book me in yeah. the in the era of I don't want to work Appleton and right, right. the guy who owned the Milwaukee club had a gun. Yeah, so uh, I worked for Joey, who's this woman who owned a club down by uh, Billy Mitchell uh, Airport. Yeah, and it went under because side note, Joey let comics drink for free. Oh yeah, all oh. week, all week. Even if you weren't working there. She just loved comics and comedy. Mm. I ran into her, by the way. She has a what she calls a, a hobby job, retirement hobby job, working mm-hmm. at Hertz at the airport. Guess what? You told me this. Yeah, she can't retire because she gave away all her money to comics oh, no. by, by letting them, with their hollow legs, drink all of her beer. That's not a hobby job. That's uh, No, it's a job because she's 69. And, but she's a really nice lady, nicest yeah. lady in the world. But anyway, Renee Hicks. Renee Hicks was a headliner and I featured for her, and she was the first comic to tell me, 
that she tries to be productive on the road. Yeah. <laughs> this was in like she 90s. She her workouts and stuff like that? It was like 96, she 97. She workouts. Yeah, she worked out. Yeah. Shaved her head. Yeah. One of the first openly out comics who yeah. worked mainstream clubs. Mm-hmm. Renee Hicks, you guys. Find she, her. Her half hour, she crushed. She had one of the first half hours on uh, Comedy Central. She crushed. But she, um, she I heard... At her booth would like give stuff away. Like I hadn't heard of that before. No one was right. doing that before. She would nice give things away. Work. Kids fucking loved it. Yep. And she she for several years she just went away. Like we never saw her in San Francisco. And she was just working colleges the entire That's time. That's right. She now, was in San Francisco. I think college. she went crazy because that will make you crazy. I don't no. know where is she. She was I don't know. so fucking funny. She would murder. She's unfollowable. Yeah. It's I can't believe she's still not doing stand up, man. Well, that's that like I know, like Tracy Ashley and Pete Lee are both Minneapolis comics yeah. who do like ninety hundred dates a oh my year God. at colleges. And I'm sure like me going on the road, you know, as much as I do, I want to cry when I get on an airplane, you know? Yeah. A lot of, at least if you're working a week or a weekend someplace, you can be there for a couple of days. You have right. one shitty travel day, then you chill out. But if you're doing a ton of colleges, it's a, it's a flight every single day. And it's sometimes it's to small airports, a small airport. So it's, you know, a yeah. little bit more and awful. The, right. And it's off the beaten track, so you have, might have to fly and then drive, and then drive two a hours. couple hours. Yeah. And you're being driven by a student that you have to talk to. Oh, Horrific. Oh, yeah. Did you ever do that Nebraska Eddie Brill thing? No. Where they picked you up? Nuh-uh. Uh, they pick you up in Omaha. Right. And you go to where Johnny Carson grew up. Right, And right, never right. returned, by the way. <laughs> um, so the, uh, yeah. So Renee Hicks, by the way. What are you doing? I'm looking up Renee Hicks. You're not in the moment. You're you. Uh, I'm in the moment about Renee Hicks. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it was like Eddie didn't tell us that you flew into Omaha and had to mm-hmm. drive two and a half hours. Oh my god! With uh, uh, a beautiful corn-fed uh, Iowan or Nebraska, Nebraskan, mm-hmm. and uh, who may or may not get that he's about to see the greatest weekend of stand-up comedy that Eddie Brill has talked. Uh, 20 comics who are amazing to come to this little town because Johnny Carson grew up there. Yeah. And they all come and they're like the Thursday is all magic. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's got the word Plas in it, like Placid, but not exactly. Not Placerville, not Lake Placid, something like that. No, no. It's, uh, it's, it's like the common man's comedy club. I mean, it's literally, it's something dumb and it's fine. Um, because yeah. there's no way there's no way to uh, name a comedy club and not be mocked. There there was this other comic named Alexander McHale mm-hmm. who also went to NACA. She sort of I, if, this is what I was told. Like she used to be Elizabeth Hurley's assistant, and she had some clothes that Elizabeth Hurley gave her. Some like really cool, like a really cool long coat and a cowboy hat that were really nice. Yeah, and she sort of she wore them to her NACA thing, and then just kind of like. Hung out and was like the cool kid that the comics all, right. I mean, the college kids all gravitated yeah, to. Yeah. She also cleaned up in NACA for a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, there's, there, it's, there it's is. It's really, it's really, um, there's angles cynically, that aren't yeah. stand up. Yeah, it's you, so not about stand up. It's totally about marketing and sales and Which figuring out how you can appeal to these kids. Infuriated me. Yes. And would not have if I would have gotten work out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> how sad is that? Hello and welcome to my inner dialogue. Remember, did you know Buzz Sutherland? No. 
You don't know Buzz Sutherland? I don't know Buzz. He, How's Buzz's? What's Buzz's Buzz? I don't think he's still. I I don't know if he's still doing colleges, but he was the king for the longest time. I mean, he he wore he did a Donald Duck impression, and co- college kids went bananas. And he wore a Donald Duck sweater. Like I wish he 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 owns so much of real estate <laughs> in Missouri off of this Donald Duck impression. I wish I could do a Donald Duck impression so that I could swear, so that I could curse, <laughs> but I don't do I don't do. He might have at the colleges, but at <laughs> at the at the knack of fifteen minutes, nope. squeaky clean, squeaky clean, and then he, and then a hundred, and uh, then you know that guy's not going to be offensive. You know right. you're not going to if you're if you're booking the college, if you're a twenty one year old who's booking acts for the college, you want someone that's not going to get you in trouble. Right. That's their one goal. That is so. It. Or the other goal is diversity. So sometimes they 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 want a diverse comic and who might get them in trouble. Wait, do you mean an urban comic? I um, hate a non-white male comic. <laughs> a non-white male comic. Right, right. It's uh, someone I was at. Oh, I know. I was uh, I was in Florida, and right. one of the clubs um, said that they do mostly urban acts, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Are we still doing that? Are we still calling them urban acts? Please stop." Just say that you like to book a lot of black comics and leave it at that. Hmm. Why are you? Because that's what yeah. they mean. Yes. It's annoying. Right. It's, uh, I was like, just use your words. I think there's no good word to say I prefer one race of comic <laughs> to another. Well, there's that, no way. You know there's why? no good way to say it. Because it's a bad thing to right, say. Because you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> That's why you have to have a euphemism like urban comic. Instead mm-hmm. of saying, I'm going to book the best comics that are uh, available uh, from the variety of comics that are available. Yes. And I'm going to make sure that they aren't all white dudes, straight white dudes. And uh, that means that it's going to, by default, it's going to be a bunch of, it's going to be a rainbow and a cacophony of, of gender. It's going to be a beautiful moment. You're just assaulting me with words right now. <laughs> I'm so, there's, <laughs> do you feel the tiny rage, the hostility underneath? Yes. yes. Anyway, so speaking of which, yes. uh, I got an email from a young comic who mm-hmm. said that there was a comic who was accused, was accused and went to trial uh, of sexual assault and rape. Yeah. And she said that this guy was accused and and was um, tried for sexual assault and rape in rape. Minneapolis. And um, he sent her a cease and desist that she couldn't even say that he was accused. Wait, he was convicted? No, he was not convicted. He was acquitted. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, but he was accused. Uh, but all right, she right. said was that he was accused of yeah. of these two things. and uh, And he took time out of his busy life. Uh, to not work on himself at all, <laughs> not try to deal with the fact that that he might seem a little aggressive to other to other humans, right? Um, and it's but it's I'm this guy say again. A, uh, can you read that writing? Yes, I can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah, guy. That guy. Um, somebody, if you are a rapist, you that's the kind of thing you do. Brett Ratner decided to sue a woman who's uh retired but he raped her a long time ago and she's she find she wrote an essay saying i'm saying his name it's brett ratner mm-hmm. and um she has you know like a lot of women have you know i told these people when it happened and all that kind of stuff and it's it's it that's kind of how we know these things can be vetted in a way it's like right. did you mention it to anybody did yeah. you mention it say it, it's not 30 years later and, yeah. and you're digging up your time capsule of you on videotape is that what they'd want no i don't know no 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 i mean no, like it's good that no she, when, that, when that it somebody can... when something happens a long time ago yeah 
um, it's very helpful if you told other people, but even if you didn't tell the police, because right. that helps that there's, we've now kind of established like that's what a lot of victims do is they tell their friends or they tell someone that, that's close to them. Yeah. So that helps, you know, um, their credibility. Exactly. The credibility of the victim definitely needs to be. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I mean, yes. It, and, but mm-hmm. it, the thing is, is we know this is like a common thing. Yeah, that totally. Victims do. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. So it's that is good, good that you know if you if if you've told somebody, then yeah. somebody can vouch for you. That says, yeah, in 1972, yeah, uh, my friend uh, mentioned to me that yeah. a man crawled in her window and raped her. Right. So you're like, oh Jesus. Okay. Right. So anyway, uh, so Brett Ratner decided to make a, an example out of her and and is suing her for like 28 million dollars or something. It's really it's interesting how there's some guys like Mal- Mark Halperin who put out this you know very corporate. I am sorry if I and I'm going to examine my behavior. You know these you're incapable of exa- examining your behavior, you <laughs> asshole. But right. you know what? At least you knew someone put a gun to your head and said sign this, and yeah. you knew to do that. So you're at least you're that smart. And then there's the the Ratners who uh, decide to fight back and go, no, that bitch is lying and yeah. I'm going to sue you and all this stuff. And um, it, I mean, right. I, it, it makes you grateful for the sociopaths that at least know I've got to pretend that I feel bad about this. Right, right. It's um, all of this stuff just bleeding out into society at this point where everyone's like, well, if we're if we're we're saying that we're that things happen, let's let's do it. And it's I, I, I but do, the guys the two reactions are interesting. Yeah, from men. And I, I I feel like part of this has to do with Trump. And I I think the fact that he got elected has made women go, what the fuck? And we you can't get Trump, but you know what? Fuck it. I I'm think not you're right. silent anymore about this other shit. You know, you said that two episodes ago and I, I think did. that I denied you that really? uh, at the moment, which is, of course, yeah, on my plate. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but the uh, uh, but I but I've been thinking about it. I think I think you're right. I think the way you put it was fascinating. I would go back and listen, but I can't. No, I, um, I've never listened. I don't even know if, that we do have a podcast. We have a no. <laughs> Kyle just records them and then he throws them <laughs> out and <laughs> could probably delete them. Kyle's just this tweeting is, right now. It's, it's, uh, this is a vanity project, you guys. We just are here for the three of us. <laughs> oh, we're doing we're doing a live podcast of Flappers on November 27th on a Monday, right after Thanksgiving. Right. And at which point I am o'clock. giving away uh, an entire bucket of Jackie and Lori t-shirts that is my fault because I printed the design too small. So if you think that you might enjoy, uh, let's say, and you can close your ears at this point, an yeah. Iron Man uh, reactor size Jackie and Lori logo on a t-shirt. <laughs> uh and you want that T-shirt because I don't like the qual. I went with a cheaper quality T-shirt because I didn't mm. know if anyone would want them. Well, they might have wanted them if they were in a nice quality T-shirt. And they might have wanted them if I had printed the size of the design correctly. Okay. Instead, uh, I'd like to give away. So uh, at least 100 people should show up. Yeah. Free T-shirt, you guys. Uh, and I, I will be selling uh, Your Shitty book. Mom Books. Yeah. Shitty Mom Books. By then, I should have my new stand-up T-shirt. Oh, cool. Which is the, a White Lady Meat Shield uh, t-shirt. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's just a shield, and then it says in Latin, getting in the way of bad behavior. Designed by Jenny Fine, by the way. And then it awesome. says, getting in the way of bad behavior on the back. And all the this one will not profit me. Boo-hoo, a middle-aged white lady not going to make money off of her white lady meat shield uh, t-shirt. Why? All, all the money, because it, it seems rude to make money, so I'm going to donate the profits oh, to... Oh, for God's uh, sakes. Black Lives Matter. 
That's great. Are you really? Yes. That's nice. Yes, I'm a better person than you. You I think are. That's been established. What? Yeah, no. now that you have empathy. Well, now that I have empathy, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty psyched about that empathy joke. It's got, it's got some, some chops. Okay, so I had a joke that I, I was like, ah, you know, it's a little dirty. It's kind of, I'm putting in a, in a, it's not a clever dirty. It's just a oh, little it's just dirty. Dirty, dirty. And I was like, it's always been a beer. You know, a bee joke. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's something there. So I started playing around with it. And it's hard when you you have a joke in your head. It's it's it it's live. It lives in ne- certain neurons. And when you start start saying it, your brain goes to those pathways. And, and you're like, no, no, stop. We have to work. We have to a new one. groove, new groove. Yes. Yeah. So I so I'm trying to stop myself and uh, and to just play around with that a little bit more. Um, and so it seems to be working a little bit. Yeah, it'll I don't give, want to get it'll too give some Yeah, yeah, but it'll give some life to a to a premise that works in a in an in kind of a kind of not a hacky way, but in a normal way, right? Yeah. Like it just goes to the place where you could go, but you don't want it to go there. Right. So if if but the premise is solid. Yeah. And yeah, if you yeah, and definitely. if you take a sharp turn, you might get something good out of it. You yeah. might get something interesting and new and different. Yes. And it's it's also like if you I, I guess I'm thinking like if I don't have anything new that I'm excited about, then maybe I could just sort of try to make stuff that's like okay better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm, I'm doing Joke Machine with uh, Foley on Monday, and mm-hmm. I've got several jokes that. Well, actually, I fixed. I fixed uh, the Viking portrait. Mm-hmm. I have a Viking portrait joke mm-hmm. that goes into an animal joke, which leads right into my service animal joke, which uh, nice. uh, uh, which I which has just worked out, and that's which could lead into my empathy joke. This could be a fifteen minute chunk, you guys. I love it when they they seem like they have nothing in common, then all of a sudden they start they start yeah. like connecting to each other, <laughs> like like yeah, yeah. magnets or something. You're it's, like, oh, you jokes, you all belong mm-hmm. together. It's Terminator Two coming together. It's another. <laughs> you saw that movie? No, okay. I didn't. But I trusted you. Were... you. I right, gave you the you. laugh of trust. Oh. <laughs> I figured that was a, an appropriate reference, and you deserved it. Thank you. I mm-hmm. love a, a laugh of trust. <laughs> That's beautiful. Can we do? The uh, yeah. Let's How do much the... time have we done? Forty. What? Oh, what? Cool. Let's do the comic of the week. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Nikki Payne. Yay! I worked with her in uh, Canada twice. Mm-hmm. And she's Canadian comic. Canadian comic which means she's going to come down here fully formed and blow you all away. Fucking from the head of Zeus, man. She is. I can't take it. She's I had so to follow, good. Just to offset, I had yeah. to follow Deb DiGiovanni again. I'm again. like, I can't do it. I'm not that good. <laughs> you are that good. It's fine. <laughs> you can follow Deborah DiGiovanni, who is a delight. Oh my god, she's so strong. Right, and Nikki, Nikki also. Payne yes. is uh, just there. There's like half of her act is just this weird rabbit hole of. You fuckers better go with her because it is a delight. <laughs> and then the rest of it is uh, is just really smart, good stuff. Cool. And so, yeah. but I, I like because I'm a comic. I like the weirder, the yeah. weirder angles that she'll go on sometimes. So Nikki Payne, two K's, N I K K I P A Y N E, and I think it's just at Nikki Payne, right, Kyle? Uh, yes. Right, I love it. Okay, so we did that. So uh, Maria was on Conan. She was okay. I didn't realize. Like, you know, because she was a second guest, so she was in a different dressing room. Right. And so I, I, I normally just look in the comic dressing room or yeah, just, yeah. I look on the door to see what the, the nameplate says. Was there a comic, too? No. And okay. it, there was a band rehearsing, so okay. I was like, oh, there's nobody 
there's nobody I'm you don't know anybody yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just in the green room watching the mono eating cheese uh, that's the highlight of my day is to watch see if my jokes work and shove guest guest cheese down my throat and hope no one says anything to me so far so good yeah now of course they've been alerted and, yeah <laughs> and uh, and then because Lady Dynamite comes November 10th yeah, yeah and Maria was there all of a sudden I was like oh my gosh hey yeah yeah, yeah. so that's neat and uh, Bruce was there and uh, her husband Scott was there. Oh, good. And then I complimented her as everyone did on that really awesome piece that she wrote for the New York Times about right. finding love and 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 how everybody, even if you were mentally ill, uh, are worthy of a partner mm-hmm. if you're willing to um, be uh, to let someone like you. Yeah. L- I.e., saying Lori Kilmartin, let someone like you. Mm. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I think it'll be great. I'm so. I want. I want to meet the guy. I'm too stressed. Here's. The, I've been thinking about all the single guys that I know. Because why? Why not? I, I had some. Because there's not enough BS going on in my life. Let's right. try to. Let's try to hook you up with somebody. And I was like, I wonder if he's good looking enough for her. And I wonder. I mean, do you have a list of things that you want in a dude? Um. Besides gainful employment. Um, I. You know what? Here's the thing. They have gainful employment, and then it goes away. As soon as they realize yes. you're betterly employed, I I don't know what. No, it wasn't even before before uh, when I was just a stand up and I was doing HTML on the side. Right. The Russian guy was a stonographer, right? He was, yeah. and then he's uh, I don't want to like do a court that reporter anymore. Guy no, uh, he did sonograms. Oh, sonograms. Yeah. Okay. So you know he would just uh, he Were had those you, little yeah. machines and stuff like that. And then he, he just wanted to play handball. I'm like, how handball? It doesn't pay. At least he's athletic. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a nice body. Well. But, you know, that starts to drive you. Like, I'm like, I'm super ambitious. I'm doing spots every night. And, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, You're he driven. was ambitious really to are. be a good handball player. <laughs> Yeah. And the other thing, he also had like all these Russian connections so he could get stuff cheap. So, I mean, I'm like, you know what? You're living within your means because everything's on the black market. (laughs) Did he have a really nice moped? I want him to have a really nice moped. We had, I told you this before, we had a, uh, with a balcony, we had a, a, a studio apartment with a balcony on in uh, on the Upper West Side and a parking space below the building, wow. under six hundred dollars a month. What? Nice. What? Well, I should have put up with that handball habit. I really should have. <laughs> I don't know what what right. I was thinking. You're just like, uh, do you still have his number? Don't. No. Do it. Here's the thing. I'm. I. Uh, I just feel like in this time of my life, I'm. I'm putting my parents to to bed. You know what I mean? Like. I, I was on a roll, and then my dad got sick, and I was like, oh, okay, uh, you know, try to keep him alive, and then bury him, and now take care of my mom, and who knows what's coming next. Um, right. You know, but it, it just seems like this, this there's like a decade of your life where you're, you're old, the old people just die, and you, you have to give everything that you, whatever you have left to them. Yeah. In my opinion. I don't know. Well, that's what's happening. Anyway, like, I can't so I take on new things. Like, maybe if I was already married or already in a relationship, you then could, that you would be Yeah, you could tread water. I, but I can't it's... feel... I don't still feel... I'm not in the mood to be seen. Like, I'm just... <laughs> You know, right. I'm You're just handing task. things yeah. to people. I'm getting my mom things. I'm putting socks <laughs> on her fucking gross feet and I'm taking, you know, like I just I'm don't want to be noticed. Yes. You know, 
Right. Fair I enough. Just, I just need to get away from my life and do stand up at night, and I'm okay. Like right. I'm just, that's, right. that's I what you're giving yourself these yes. days is the stand up. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, fair enough. It's. Uh, did you guys have a good uh, Halloween, you and the boy? Um. Yeah. You know, he's a tween. He turned 11. Yep. And the, there are some powerful um, preteen emotions that are happening yep. and some back talking and behaving and stuff. Sure. Where, you know, that sort of took a toll on how That Halloween. hasn't happened to you since eight. <laughs> Remember when he was eight and he was like always it's, riffing and, and but it's, it's a different. New, it's a different level. It's now. a different kind of, yes. of, of riffing where you're yeah. like, no. No, you're a young it's, man now. It's just a, a constant arguing and constant, yeah. and uh, not with me, even just with me, but with everybody. Like, yeah. everybody's complaining. I'm getting emails from the teacher and from after school and babysitter. Issues, I'm, yeah. I'm, as I, the more I list the reasons, I'm like, maybe because he has 90 caretakers. <laughs> <laughs> he has a village. It's a, <laughs> really, he does have a village. Yes. Yes. Like, I feel like I've done my, I've said it all. I've, I, you are being taken care of by somebody who loves you. Yes. At all times. You got, yeah. I mean, it can't the thing be is, me all the time. It's you and his grandmother, and then it's several people that he's known most of his he's, life, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. So, and his dad, too. And his dad. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like, you know, you're the primary caregiver, but his dad is there every weekend. So it's, you know. <sighs> but it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. You know, I'm like, how am I supposed, how much am I supposed to intervene? Like, okay. <laughs> the civilizing <laughs> he, process. That that I know I, sh- I need to intervene, but I'm I'm talking intellect like math. Okay, he um he he draws a lot. Like he drew, yeah. you know, he draws these great great comic. Yeah, you know, book. he loves to draw. Yes, on math tests, ah. in lieu of answers. So you in know, lieu I'm part- of answers. yes, I'm part of me is like, okay, you know, he he's really good at this thing, but he's, <laughs> but you know, you have to. You Answer have to the do, questions. You have to, yeah, you have to perform a little bit on a math test. How much am I supposed to stress him out about that if that's not his thing, right? I, I don't know. Right. I, I don't want to, I don't want him to, you know, hate school or right. hate things. Does he do his math homework? Yes. And yeah. then, so he could do the math test. Yes. But for some reason. He prefers he, to draw on the test. He thinks it's funny. He would rather not do it. I don't know. Right. I Someone, don't know. Yeah, that is, uh, you're like, yeah, the drawing's great. In other news, then just do but the test and then draw. But that's not how kids, you know, that's yeah, not how who, they think. Yeah, yeah, right, right. He's not, I mean, there's They're no not reasoning. Thinking, he's, you know, he's not thinking about college or anything. He's just like. He's I, living I, in the moment. He's a fifth grader. Yeah. He's 11. Yeah. Anyway, it's all uh, stressing me out. Right, right. You and your plate is full. So why why would I add a fella to it? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Have them listen to this podcast, and they'll exactly. be exactly. They'll take themselves Ex- out. Yeah, take take yourself out on the whole. It's um. So I've given too many people my telephone number, and oh. now uh, I get a lot of uh. People are trying to book me on text messages. Here's what's going to happen if you want to book me on a text message. I'm going to read the text message. And I'm not going to respond to it. I'm going to think, oh, I should look at my calendar. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to, it's not going to be a new text message anymore. So I'm never going to respond to it. Oh. So you have to, e- if you would like to book me, you have to email me. Don't DM me. Don't Facebook oh, message Twitter, me. When someone does that on Twitter. Oh, that's 
that's devastating. It's a hole. It yeah. is. You might as well throw it down a well. Yeah. And throw yourself after it, Pippin or Mary or whatever you fool of a took. That is a line from Lord of the Rings that nobody Christ. fucking wants. And even Kyle said Christ. So uh, <laughs> it's um, you outraged Kyle. I outraged Kyle with my Lord of the Rings reference. I have taped uh, three episodes of the Dork Forest in the last two days. Mm-hmm. So I am in Nerdville tomorrow. I'm doing another one with. Uh, Dan Black uh, mm-hmm. about Magic the Gathering, so which is a card game. Anyway, so um, uh, here's I'm what dipped. I do when I when I get a I write in my calendar the gig who booked it yes and uh, how they how they contacted me so yes. I can double check everything you know when I get closer to it where the the venue is that'd stuff. be great if I were near my book. When I was receiving, you don't do some, it on your iCal on your. Uh, I do some of it on. I if it's if I do it on my iPhone, I don't. I try not to do it on the iPhone. I try to do it all while sitting at my desk, uh, because then I write them all down. Okay. I try to deal you know with it. What sucks about way. the iPhone hmm. is if I if I if someone texts me about a gig in LA and I'm in New York and I write it on my calendar, then it it rever- it stays time in New code. York time. Sometimes I've missed a gig because it shows up at like one in the morning uh, on the next day. And right. So I'm like, what? Oh, fuck, man. I'm sure I don't Andrew Thompson know knows how to fix that. <laughs> I I've even put it. I mean, I've I've like sort. Of, I've tried to hardwire Pacific time, hardwire Pacific time into the thing, and it, for some reason, keeps jerking me around. Why does it need, just, if I, if I put nine o'clock, it's nine o'clock, I'll know where, where I am. You don't need to figure out the time zone, Apple. I'll fucking know what time zone I'm in. Jesus. Right. And my phone is now in the time zone. Yeah. Me and my phone are in a time zone that I said it was going to be nine o'clock. Right. Let's still be nine o'clock, shall we? Anyway, so I have no, two sets tomorrow night. I'm pretty psyched about this. Will come out Where? after, but um, but I have two more sets. So I think I'm going to work on that order. Oh, cool! Of um, your Carnegie order? Yeah, my Carnegie. Yeah, uh, not my Carnegie order. No, what? I fuck my Carnegie order. Uh, oh, you know it already? Yeah, yeah. My Carnegie order. Classics. Doing the classics. I'm going to the vault. So deep into the vault, I might as well get you a size eight and a half as long as I'm in the back of the room. So I was like, "What? <laughs> oh you want something in a red?" <laughs> and. Uh, it's a. I feel like <clears throat> I want to do new stuff. I did. I did text um, Brian Regan because I ha- I I read a very powerful article, mm-hmm. Maria Bamford joke, uh, about um, about the nature of trying to talk to your family members and whatever versus online, like slap down trolls online. Yeah, but in person, oh, yeah, try yeah, to yeah. appear normal. Right. And just sort of, and I was thinking about how that affected my stand-up and how, yeah. and how sociopolitical stand-up comedy. I've always, uh, I've been recently feeling, not always, uh, is that one of Brian Regan's one of his strong. You know, things, we did talk about this last right. Week. So in remember to that. Okay. So I texted him and I sent him that link, and he sent me a link back that said, I don't want to. I don't want to do political comedy. And I was like, no, no, you don't do political comedy. You do sociopolitical comedy only because you're a good guy. And you like, yeah, the guys easily a half an hour of his act is about courtesy. Yeah. And it's about being sane and yeah. it's about being the normal guy. Yeah. 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 And not being a dick. Yeah. And um, so you already he's already doing it. But he was just like, he, I think he felt like I was giving him some sort of like I would have the you, balls that you would have notes. Listen, yeah. Regan. Listen, Brian. <laughs> Let me tell you how uh, how I would do your act. Shot it. Like I would have that kind of hoods, but I don't have 
Yeah. To give advice to Brian Regan would not be something. Um, so ne- let's see. I have a bunch of, I have like four spots tomorrow night at the stand. Nice. And then uh, Sunday we're having a writer's dinner, so I didn't take a spot. And then the rest of the week I have a, a bunch <laughs> I love of the spotlets regret. all over the place. And I'm doing an hour at the stand mm-hmm. on November 9th. November 9th? Yes. What which time? is Friday. 10 o'clock. The 10 o'clock show so you're doing So if you're in New York... Come to the 10 o'clock show at the stand. I'm doing an hour. And who's who's opening? Is anyone opening? I don't know. I guess someone. Hopefully. I someone mean, there'll should. Be some there'll MC be an there. MC at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what are you doing the hour for? Just to work on all the new stuff? I think. Um, or did they just offer they to you? They offered it to me yes. as part of New York Comedy Festival. <laughs> oh, okay. I wonder if anyone's going to be there to maybe see about putting the hour into something right. or not. I have no idea. You know I don't that? even want to know because I don't want to get that in my head. I just want to talk slow. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and also, I, you know, I also want to kind of have that vibe where you're open to jokes going other places. Yeah. You know? I don't yeah. want to be like hammer, hammer, hammer. And then everything's Andal, open Andal, and closed. Andal. Yes. 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 <laughs> just like, I want to see if there's, you know, each, each joke could have its own little chem trail perhaps of nice <laughs> new, uh, new tags or references or something like that. And I, and because I have to do an hour, there's no rush. There's no yep. rush on a single joke. Not uh, not any one Each joke. Each joke, I'm going to be on stage in the moment looking for more from that joke than what I've asked from it before. It, right. Every joke needs to be on its best behavior and ready to really fucking go places on Friday night. Do you know that Comedy Central, you have to submit your half hour? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not. I, you know, I did a half hour on a long in 2003, time ago, right? right? Yeah. Back in the dawn of man. Yes. And uh, since then, they they take submissions. You put together a half hour and you submit it. And I was like, oh, is that all that? I thought, because they asked me in 2003. Oh. And so I was like, oh, well, I guess they would figure that I have another half hour. They since never asked me. They never? Nope. So we should both submit half hours if we want to, to Comedy yeah, Central. I mean, Yes. I, in theory, they're very young, white male oriented. I don't know that we have a shot. I'm growing a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of becoming part of the bearded youth movement. And because I think it's going to hide the aging process really well. I forgot to tell you. So uh, I did this great show that, you know, the at midnight yeah. has there's a um, there's a gap now. Yeah. There's a vacuum. Huge. Unnecessary. I still say they should have kept the entire framework and just put Marcella Arguella, make her the host. Yeah. New host. Yes. Uh, So I did a thing that is, I think, just either for the internet or Mm -hmm. is on spec. Super fun. It was really fun because they did it. It's a different. It's not at midnight. Right. Right. It is called Um Actually. Yeah. And it's based on what the comic book character on the simpsons um actually what you're saying is uh, <laughs> it's that mm-hmm. and much like um actually the mm-hmm. much like jeopardy yes. you have to use uh um actually before you answer the question oh yes and what they do is they read a fact from some something you love yeah and they ask you what are the things that you love what do you know too much about yeah and um and then they go like uh like Dan Black could have done wrestling because okay. he has a wrestling podcast. Yeah. And, um, but he, I think, did Magic Together. And so um, they asked, they 
and it was minutia. Yeah. So it was kind of awesome. Oh, it would fun. be like if you were given the history of professional swimming mm. or some damn thing. Yeah. That, whatever fucking thing you How like. How dare you. Uh, exactly. Oh, Wait. The Irish. The yes. plight, oh, the plight of the Irish. <laughs> we, ha- we, we need to support Catalonia in there. We need to support Puerto Rico. <laughs> plight for independence. What's uh, Catalonia? How much time have we done? You guys have two minutes left. Okay. Because I, I have what? to be strict because I got a flight to catch. I got what first I class is, to get to. Right, right. You got. Are you going to be able to? And it's American, huh? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, it um, might be nice, though. Anyway, uh, so you got a bunch of sets. publisher has complained about my pre-sales. <laughs> Not in a good way. Oh, right. Uh, so I, you know. People buy the It's buy called the Dead death People book. Suck. Dead People Suck. You can Get out there. Pre-order on Amazon or any place else. And you- guys, we do this podcast to promote ourselves. Jackie and I make no money. We're, we would love it. We want you to come to our shows and buy our stuff. That's yeah. all we get out of this. Just just stacks and stacks of uh, Dead People Suck. And I have <laughs> you know to- we hate each other off stage. This is torture <laughs> for us every single week. <laughs> You know, if you like, if you like me and you like my comedy, you'll like this book. Trust me. And I have this to say: there's an Amazon banner at JackieCation.com and TheDorkForest.com that you you could go through her banner to buy my book. I don't know what'll happen. I'm not supposed to tell you what something mysterious happens when you go through. It doesn't cost you extra. You just order like normal from Amazon through JackieCation.com. Yes, and uh, you order. Dead people suck. Thank you. Yeah. Anything else? I I think I'm I'm toast. <laughs> All right, see me in New York and her in Carnegie Hall. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I have to stand. <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com. 